The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. It's almost like the club in here. You guys are dancing. Table dancing. I don't have any dollars on me, but look. Hey, again, welcome to the show. It's we'll take fives. Five. <laughs> fives are good. You know, some places they take 20s. Ooh. That's never, what I, that's what I hear. That's, that's, your, that, well, that's what I hear. Whatever your house account says. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. $20 for a dance and you can't even touch is what they tell me. Really? Can't even that's touch. what you've heard. That's well, what I heard. I don't, you know, I don't do those type of places. And for real. Let me let me clarify what I mean by that. Welcome to the show. Alice, <laughs> Alice Clancy is in the studio. Deborah Debris. Uh, we have Cindy Liska. She's here. Hi. Hey. <laughs> All right. Now back to the uh, dancing on the table stuff. Yeah, really. I um, go there, but not for dances. Usually I'm with you a. You for the buffets? Heck no. I'm never. Yeah, I never <laughs> eat in one of those places. But. Um, I am usually with a bunch of guys, and it's it's probably a drink here or there. Yeah. Um, but never, I don't, I don't, I don't get dances. I don't, they don't do anything for me. I don't know yeah. why. I just don't get dances. Now I will buy, like Alex, we went or we all went. Right. I will buy you a dance, yeah. but I won't. Yeah, get it's a, a waste dance. of money. I and then it, I found out it was a waste of money years ago when if somebody would dance in front of like on Alex and I'm sitting right here, what I'm paying for? Right. Why? Why, why don't want you on me? For? <laughs> What's the threat? Yeah. <laughs> So I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I don't waste. The, word, the words back it up have a whole different uh-huh. connotation. Back it up. You better get out of my face and go take a shower. That's what you better go do. <laughs> but, I, well, I guess that's the start of the show, huh? It is. <laughs> well, since we started the show, let me mention because uh, I want to talk about this uh, this uh, coach down in Florida. Now, last time we talked, uh, he was being suspended, but he's back today. But before that, I got to save the date, May fourth, two thousand twelve, twenty twelve. Uh, we have a skins golf tournament at Wild Horse Pass Whirlwind Golf Course in Sheraton. It's a, it is proceeds benefiting the NFL alumni along with multiple base uh, Phoenix charities, including my foundation, the Kwame Lassie Foundation, which I do a whole lot for the Sickle Cell Foundation, Childhood Obesity, uh, Cancer. Those are things that are near me. And uh, other things um, through uh, every, everyone, every kid dance now. And Cindy, you, you have something. A special connection foundation. Special Connection Foundation. A lot of the proceeds go to that. I'm, I'm just right here in front of me, but it sounds better if you say it. It does sound better when I say it. No, no, no. Really. <laughs> Everything sounds better when I say it. Everybody Dance Now, mm-hmm. uh, Special Connection Foundation, as well as other NFL alumni-based organizations. Um, and it's a good time. Come on and join us this weekend, that, that weekend, May 4th and 5th. The 4th is the Skins event, and the 5th is the Super Bowl of Golf. Normally I play in the Skins, but I won't mm-hmm. play in it this year, uh, being the host here mm-hmm. uh, being the Bar- Barack Obama here, uh, and um, <laughs> and the uh, you, 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 you the man. Um, I'm the man. I'm the man who messed the whole country up, um, <laughs> all in three years. Um, but and, they the, can, and they can find that information at. They can find that information at. at go ahead. www.nflalumnigolf.com forward slash skins. 
there'll be some prizes awarded. It's two hundred dollars to get in the skins game, but that's that is a lot cheaper than what it's been in the past. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and it's a beautiful area. Great, uh, you know, great course, and uh, that t- weather this time of year is fantastic. So yeah, come out and join us. Yeah, and when you check out the website, you'll find my information, Jim Bear's information, Cindy Liska's information, and Marty Lurch. Um, but you can reach either one of us for for more detailed information. But come out and uh, well, check the website out. You want to come out, hang out, maybe be a volunteer. Uh, it's a great event. Now, you guys, what have you guys been doing since we talked last, Alex? Uh, you know, just what? Yeah, nothing. nothing. You know, I sit at home. You know, reading Sitting my at books home is good. Uh, oh, read books? No. Uh, oh. I uh, I just have been watching a lot of the baseball um, and then just the hockey playoffs. This is the only time I really watch hockey, if I can be completely honest. No, you can, but you know what? That's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only time. I mean, it's it, it's super. It, it, it has the biggest jump from regular season to playoff excitement out of any sport. I, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. And hopefully that's the last time I agree with you this morning. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. It's for real. I, sports, if you want to be wrong, I'll show. That's crazy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> sports gets good to me when it matters. Yeah. And You're you, down it, to it. it. Yeah. When it, it matters to get to that point. You know, regular season matters right. to get to that point. But it, it only matters, I mean, when it gets to the playoffs and then you're talking about these MVPs where it could be a handful of guys. Like in basketball right now, they're talking about LeBron James as MVP, here's to lose. What do, what do you guys put a Rondo in there? Rondo's been an MVP, but, you know, he's on a team with superstars and LeBron James has Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, but he is the superstar over there. Yeah, and oh, he Le- busted it out last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's because Jay Z was there. I mean, he's showing, showing off. off. Yeah. Showing yeah. off. <laughs> I never see that guy play like that. He, uh, you know, it's hard for a point guard to win a, an MVP as is. Like Steve Nash, when he won, uh, he shouldn't have won the first year. Shaq should have won the first year, I think, and then yeah. he should have won yeah. the second, or he should have won the second and third year. Um, but the third one, he actually didn't win. I. Uh, you know it's hard. I mean, and he's he's so up and down with his numbers. Recently, he hasn't been. He's been blowing the roof off, but uh, he's had to because they've they've sat these guys. Ray Allen's been hurt. Uh, Paul Pierce was hurt for a little bit, and uh, this is what Doc Rivers does: is he sits sits the big three. I think Doc Rivers is something like a borderline genius. Oh yeah, because it's and it's Greg Popovich does it too, and the same yeah, thing with yeah. Kobe. Now Kobe could play if he had to, but uh, you just you know rest on the older guys, and uh, Rondo is just. He's, he looks even better because they've been sitting these guys. I, I, I believe he could play Kobe out in L.A., but, you know. Oh, yeah. Kobe you, could play if he needed when to. When you play, and w- wasn't this the shortened season? Yeah, Is exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. With the season they've had and the push that they've had on these guys that they it, need to yeah. sit them to get them ready. To get, yeah. The, yeah, get them to, ready for the playoffs. And plus to, to get these guys ready in that shortened season, and then they do so much publication. But, you know, they didn't have the offseason training that they normally have because right. some guys were playing overseas. Uh, and, and a lot of guys to get in shape. Don't really play basketball. They'll go play racquetball or something like that. Right. Football guys play basketball to get in shape, it, it, and it's mm-hmm. crazy. But you don't want to be burned out on the sport before the season even right. comes. Right. Um, but I, I think it's a good. I think it's a good thing you sit these veteran teams. You, Alex, you mentioned like Doc Rivers, who can sit mm-hmm. a veteran team, and is that the third best third team in, a, in mm-hmm. the Eastern Conference? You got. The Bulls, who are falling off, who play well without... Because Derrick Rose has been hurt. Yeah, yeah. they play well without Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. And that's just... You see a lot of guys can step up when their superstar is down or is not in the game. But when he comes in, you have to run the ball through him and it changes everything. Kind of like... Yeah, a, the dynamics are all it, changed. It changes it up, but right. you got to know these guys can step up when the time calls. And they have the best record anyway still mm-hmm. uh, in that Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the only one, the huge gamble 
is uh, the Lakers. Because the Bo- Boston's like, you know, we're not going to have the best record. We're not going to have the top three record. If we get home court, that's great. But I think uh, our veteran leadership could take us regardless. They're in the playoffs. That's why that's different. But the Lakers are two games out of uh, the five seed. And the Lakers need... Lakers need home court. I think that Mike Brown, he's just been lucky that, that the Lakers have been winning. They're, I think they're 4-1 and one without Kobe, right. which is unhurt. With the teams they've played, they should at least, you know, they should, I think they should be 2-3 and three or 3-2, three and two, especially after the Dallas win that they uh, sn- snuck by uh, <laughs> with the help from the refs. Yeah. But they're the three seed. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. the, and the Clippers, I mean, the Clippers aren't helping them at all. The Clippers have yeah. won games as well. So Clippers finally uh, got into the playoffs uh, for, for in a long time. And yeah. I think their first win in the playoffs was 2006. But they're in the playoff. You you look at that team, the LA Clippers. They have to be in the playoffs with that team. You can't. They got a couple. They got a couple guys over there can play. And then they did to get Chris Paul over there. And then you know you, you got a point they guard. You got somebody up. who can. Yeah, you got somebody who can direct your team, lead your team. I think every team needs a good point guard. Look what the Lakers did when they got the um, Ron sessions. Uh, sessions. Uh-huh. Their, their elevation went up. Now Kobe, you know, he scores. He just don't get the ball up and down and pass the ball. He can score. At will, and, and coaches do a great job with veteran teams when you can rest these guys, and I think it becomes on the leadership of the veterans to get them deeper in the playoffs at that point. Well, now you've got somebody like Kobe that's uh, on the sidelines, but he's taking the leadership role of helping the coach, and just even if he's there, just uh, you know, cheering his guys on, that helps as well. Well, think about so much of the distraction that Kobe being bench, uh, <laughs> Odom being bitch, not Odom, but Odom is probably. He's probably at Smash Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> burgers. He'll, be, he'll be back yeah. in the Lakers next year. He's putting his though. makeup yeah. on for the next I, show. I think he will be back at the Lakers, but it'd be for a lesser price. But he'll be back um, uh, with the Lakers. But th- just the, um, the the controversy that came in with Mike Brown determined, deciding, I'm the head coach of this team uh, and right. not you guys, superstar or not. Right. You bench Kobe. The thing was impressive about it. It didn't make the news long. No, it's and, in and, and out. Yeah, it's in and out. But then you go over to uh, Boston with uh, Bobby Valentine is making a news call. That guy's an idiot. He, mm-hmm. well, what a, He's an idiot. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> who's going? You got Boston and you got the, uh, 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 was it, Gilliam down in um, uh-huh. Gilliam down in Miami. He's Last time we talked, he was being suspended for five games, right. which is nothing. In baseball, when you got 160 some games, yeah, today he's back at a, at head coach. Yeah, I mean uh, that, was a, that was a team sanctioned, uh, that was a team uh, team suspension, not even the majors. So, okay. I mean, uh, yeah, the majors, if they were to, if they would had the ability to do something, I think they would have suspended for longer. I but. think teams usually uh, suspend their own before the league can do it, just so they got some type of control over their right. players or or managers and stuff like that. But I I think he should get more games. How does that. Bobby Valentine have the right to say anything? He has a radio show in New York. In New York, he has a radio How show in New York. How does he have the right? Eucalyptus has been the foundation. Yeah. Has been yeah. the the cornerstone of that team with Dustin Pedroia since '06 or '07. You know, whatever. After the first one, I guess Manny. But you hear what he said. You hear what recently, the, most of the players said. He's going to find out how we do business around here sooner. Yeah, yeah well, Terry Francona found yeah. out too, and then he's not there anymore. Yeah, he's gone. Exactly. So I will give Bobby Valentine this. He is the manager, rather regardless of if it was a questionable hire or not. I don't think that. I mean, I think Dustin Pedroia was fine. He was teetering the line of of uh, insubordination, I guess you could say, because he's their boss in essence. But I don't know. I think that you're an idiot if you say something like that. You about can't one question of your a guy who goes hard all the time. And if you find so, and, and maybe because this is what Bobby does, he gets under your, he, he ruffles your feathers, and and maybe he's trying to get that going right right away because he's not seeing the throwing of the bats right now. Guys, uh, it's kind of like Eli Manning. He's got to always have this. 
blank look on his face, whether he's doing well or whether he's t- but playing. But why do you dish your team in public like yeah, that? You, you I mean, that just doesn't that. make people, sense because now you're creating enemies within the team. Some do it as motivation, but well, I mean, yeah, but figure out a better way to motivate because that's not it. Well, well, that, well that's all Phil Jackson, and that, it shouldn't get out the locker room. It shouldn't get. Well, I think this was said. Well. Even whether it was said in the locker room or not, you said it to a reporter. Reporters not gonna hold anything. Their job. I I, I stopped giving the interviews uh, when I played because one guy did this. I said, "Don't you ever come to my locker again?" I asked me this question. I gave him that answer. The next day it was it was totally different. It all turned around. And I said, "Don't yeah. you ever come to my locker again?" I made sure if you know when you get the cameras here and then you sneak sneak your little right. recorder in. I said, "Get this guy out of here." Right. I mean, because the story. Here's their excuse. I have to take it to an editor. I say, well, if you're writing a story and you know how that interview went, you got to talk to the editor, not change your story. You don't have to write all bad press to sell that paper right. or sell any publications uh, that you're a part of. Yeah, where's the truth in writing? Huh? But uh, it has to stay in the locker room. And I, I think some teams, uh, like Phil Jackson. One I was just going to say that mm. he, he used to do that all the time. Yeah. And he would get praised for it because the, he'd get results. But he has clout. And Bobby Valentine's been in a, in a booth for the past however many years. They don't know how, He doesn't know who Kevin Euclid is. He doesn't. He's never seen him in the locker room besides the you know eleven games they've played this year. Yeah, and and that's what I think. That's his. I think that's just his personality. He's he's just that guy. Talks he, before he thinks. Yeah, mm-hmm. talks before he thinks. I wonder what the fans down in uh, Florida is going to do. Are they going? It's going to be more for the uh, Marlins welcoming them back. This guy said some harsh stuff. Yeah, he did. He said he said some harsh things. Mm-hmm. And and when you're building a when you're building a new uh, program as far as you change the uniforms, you get a new stadium. That's a lot of money that could be wasted. You're not going to pack that stadium up. It could look like when baseball was on strike down in Florida. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. People are going to forget. People always people always forgive and forget with, with, through no fault of their own, I guess. I mean, it's the, the crowds are fickle. If you win games, people will forget. This is And they can't do much worse. Than, I mean, it's... Well, they they're in a really good situation right now. Mm-hmm. I, if, again, if this is the worst who, thing who that is? he does... Who? Ozzie Guillen just said, hey, I, I just did the worst thing I possibly could do two games into the season, so... How are you going to hate me now? What I was thinking is you you bring that you bring that uh, that confusion over and see if these guys can play through the adversity. But you're talking about some grown men, and you're talking about a new organization. You bring Jose uh, Reyes in. Uh, you, you're getting all this stuff in place to win games, not to distract them right away. Distractions going to come if you go on a losing streak. But I'm thinking, I had it. I had to look from the outside, but. Maybe he's bringing distraction in, see how these guys respond to it. He knew a five-game suspension for him is nothing. You, you can overcome five games if you've got a decent enough team. I don't think his comments were something that he actually planned out. I think he said it. I think he was stupid to say it. And it'll be interesting to see. I agree with Alex that I think the fans are going to show up anyway. Yeah. They might show up and, and throw up, meaning well, they're so going to stay there and just say, you know, scream and holler and, you know, carry on because they don't like him. Um, but they want they still want to see the same team play and support the team. Especially somebody who's a huge baseball fan. You're gonna come to the game. You you're gonna regardless. Only, you know, I tried to boycott Seinfeld because of that idiot uh, Kramer, mm-hmm. and I like Kramer yeah. until I heard what Kramer said, yeah, and yeah. I couldn't not watch Seinfeld. It, yeah. It's just funny, right. but it, I don't know if that's, if that's the same you, thing as you don't condemn every every the whole team for one person's stupidity, right? Yeah. And, and that's what uh, Ozzy's was on the verge of doing. Because yeah. if you're a huge baseball fan, you're gonna um. You're going to show up to the games eventually, but you're going to show up with an eye too, and you're going to have more to say if they lose, as opposed to if they lose, they'll be back, they'll be ready next year, not next week. I'd be curious what's going on in the locker room too. 
the Marlins have been so complacent. Everything has been so quiet down there. Mm-hmm. Nobody pays attention to the Marlins. Nobody watches mm-hmm. the Marlins. This get, it put Marlin, at least it put the Marlins on the map, and people are talking about them, and it's giving them energy that they didn't have before. I think uh, Hiron Ozzy yeah. was p- trying to put them on a map and bringing in Jose Reyes from the Mets, which mm-hmm. the Mets was silly to let him go. But, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're talking about finance now. You're talking about bringing a small – they are a small market down in mm-hmm. Florida. Um, and you want to be on the map because you look at you look at what these guys are. Who's the team that it was the was it Florida smallest payroll in the league and went ninety seven yeah and they win the World Series right so you, you know I don't know they want to get back to that but they want to get back to that in a way where now they're trying to spend money to get the right players in well we were talking about interviews and stuff in the locker room and all that too it'll be curious to say whether it's an open market in there for reporters to come in or are they going to start shutting people down well when you got yeah. an idiot you edge yeah, that you guy bring on. everybody yeah, in. yeah. You, you bring you put the mice and wait for him to say something <laughs> silly wait for it to even look like it's going to sound crazy and you bring these guys in well the reporters want in it's whether the team will let them in yeah. well yeah that's going to come that's going to have to go to the top or he's going to be under some the restrictions mic. yeah super uh, surveillance yeah. i mean i think that that those comments will be as um thrown to the rug or as pointless as like a couple months down the road is the first two months of the baseball season well, every every conversation in the first two months of a baseball season is ridiculous well we because all speculation mvp watch oh my god uh, you know boston's four and six let's uh let's burn down fenway it's like it doesn't mean anything well it, it's the uh well you got these coaches, and we're going to take a break, but we got these coaches now, Bobby Petrino, uh, Isaac Gilliam, you got Bobby Valentine, all these coaches, uh, Sean Payton. These guys are head of organization, huge billion-dollar organization, and their suspension is not – I think Bobby Petrino might got the uh, – his suspension maybe it's going to cost him like five or six years. He'll never coach again. Oh, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, you don't think he'll coach again? No, of course he will. He'll, he'll get a job in a year. I, I like to bet that. Okay. Quam last sports talk. We'll be back. Maybe Kansas. Maybe they'll get a uh, big boy out of there. See, we went to the first segment. We still got money in there. Yeah, we so. got. We'll keep, we'll keep the money. We'll be back after this. We'll talk. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. We are live in the studio. Alex Clancy. We do got Clancy Corner up this segment. Uh, down and dirty with Deborah next. Cindy's in the studio. We she was upset. Uh, we didn't talk a lot about hockey. Um, but we do. I like to talk about the home teams. We are here in Arizona, so you know the uh, Coyotes are one and one. They should be two and zero, as we talked about off the air. But they're not, so they got to find a way to win a um, win a game down in Chicago. Um, well, I mean, let's look at the little goals. Uh, they haven't won a playoff game. In what three three playoffs? Because they they run to the Red Wings every every year, get swept, and it's like, well, thanks for trying, guys. <laughs> and he's talking so, about getting his team out of here too. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they win a playoff series, then they're 
that's going to be a huge step forward. That's going to sell tickets. That's going to get uh, all you have to do is. I mean, it's so difficult to win playoff series in in hockey. I mean, being a number one seed means jack. Like, it's, I mean, hockey is the most. Uh, you know, one eight losing. I mean, isn't isn't all that isn't all that uncommon? And the other sports, it's like you know, uh, world stopping. So well, it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, they can uh, take it out tonight. Well, we'll see. Um, they they need to win. They need to pull one of these games off. Again, they should have. They should be two and zero. But it's the, it's the playoffs. Everybody, everyone steps up to the playoffs. The, the number eighteen uh, seed can beat the number one. Mm-hmm. It's what you, it's what happens in the playoffs. And this is why we talked before the show even started that this is the best part of a. Uh, most sports. Yeah. Everybody the, steps their game up. And it's the playoffs, mm-hmm. and yeah. it matters now. Yeah. Who won last year? New York uh, Rangers? Did they win last year? Islanders? Uh, I don't have a clue. I think it was a team out of New York. but they, It was I, a really good game. It was a really good game. <laughs> <laughs> they won. <laughs> let's get let's go in classy oh corner. All right. Uh, I'm going to apologize in advance for no, uh, all Steve Nash fans. but uh, I'm a Steve Nash fan. Um, Phoenix Suns are now... Uh, you talk more crap about them than I do on this, on this show. Uh, Phoenix Suns are now uh, the eighth seed in the West, uh, meaning if the playoffs started today, they'd be facing the San Antonio Spurs in the first round, and they would lose. Um, this is just another cool, cruel trick played by Steve Nash, uh, in my eyes at least. Uh, he's a consummate professional. I'm not taking anything away from him with that. Um, but he continuously blocks the Suns from regressing as a, as a franchise overall. Uh, uh, makes me wonder if him staying here is all about ego, or if he truly loves the you know the Valley of the Sun. Um, if the Suns were smart, which they're not, because uh, Robert Sarver is an idiot, uh, you would uh, re- not re-sign Steve Nash. Let him go. Let him go. Try to win a championship somewhere else. Uh, suck it up. You know, win 15 games the next year, and then get a real lottery pick. Not not the 14th pick, not the 17th pick. Get a top five pick, and then start over. Uh, unfortunately, they did trade away their backup point guard, who could have been their new franchise, uh, Goran Dragic, who now is a starter, is averaging 18 points and seven assists with Houston. So uh, that's good for Phoenix, like it always is. They they drafted Rajon Rondo, traded him away for cash. That would have been a good point guard to have. Uh, they let Joe Johnson go. They let Amari go, which is the most controversial of the of the three I just mentioned. But you know, you trade Goran Dragic for uh, Aaron Brooks, who now is no longer in the league because of his oh, excuse me because oh of his goodness. contract with uh, oh my goodness because of his contract with uh, with the Chinese national team or a Chinese uh, a team. So uh, now you're left with nothing. So I think that uh, if you don't get rid of Steve Nash, they will be in another three years of of uh, of debacles a uh, year by year, uh, just and it's it's not his fault. Yeah, I was going to ask you. That, that. Well, he's leading the he's leading the NBA, or he's he's close with uh, Rajan Rondo in assists, and you know he still shoots over fifty percent from the field, ninety percent from the line, forty percent from three, which is great. But he doesn't play defense. Never has. He he never will. He's getting older by the minute, and I think if he, either you sign and trade him. Or you say, you know what, Steve, it's been a good run. We'll build you a statue, but we need to look for the, you know, for the overall betterment of our of our team and 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 let you go. I don't I don't think it's uh, Steve Nash's fault at all. I think um, he's been that good player, that that uh, elite player, uh, for so long. Then you got to wonder, because now you're talking about fan base situations where everyone loves Steve Nash. I, yeah, he can go to any team and he will have he will be a favorite there. But now you're talking about. How the Suns get rid of him? What, what, what do you do? Do you trade him or get a sign and trade? And, and as far as Rondo, you never know who these players are going to be. Some organizations are just not patient enough to let wait out players. We got a guy down in Houston now who's 18 points a game. Uh, 
who was I thought last year was a good backup, he came in and he gave a spark. As Steve Nash, Steve Nash does, he's always play hard. He's always giving you everything he has. So it's not his fault because ownership can cut and sign you anytime they want to. Um, but this is not the case when you got a, a high-profile guy like Steve Nash. You can get rid of him, but then when you go get for him, he's he not playing defense. You've known that when you got him because they was a run-and-shoot team, and he was the best orchestrator of that run-and-shoot team because they put up enough points where that was their defense. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, ask Peyton Manning uh, how much an organization really cares about you when it comes down to it. Right. And so, it, I mean, this is it's a little bit I, – I don't know why it's more delicate. I, I mean, maybe because it's not – I don't know, maybe because me, they're not wearing a helmet, so everybody knows his face, so it's more difficult. Like, I really don't understand why they, they haven't let him go yet. It's more delicate to me because you have fans that love this guy. You don't want fans to hate so the organization. Everybody loves Peyton Manning. Yeah, but you don't want fans to hate the organization. They gonna, You'll see what happened in Peyton Manning. I mean, with, with the uh, you have to be patient. There's not enough patience in the leads. Everyone think they can win right now. To me, I don't want fans to say, oh, this is a terrible franchise and not understand the business part of it, uh, getting rid of Steve National, keeping him. Uh, but now you're not coming to the game because you felt we made the wrong decision. But you don't understand the business part of it. Um, and I, I don't know what the Phoenix Suns have in their in their um, account to get rid of the guy or bring somebody else in. But I just know I'm a huge fan of Steve Nash. He's going like, I'm going to look at it then from a standpoint where, oh, they messed up letting him go. Now that he's on the team, I say, well, they probably can see if they can get something for him. It's just to catch 22, in my opinion, of what you do with Steve Nash. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Steve's uh, he's been around for so long. He's loyal not only to the team, the league, but also to the Valley. You know, there's a lot he does in and around the Valley, and it's tough when you've got that much emotion involved, both his emotion towards uh, the team in the valley, but also all the fans, like you say as well. It's gonna, it would be a tough one to get rid of him, uh, and have people. I mean, people are so, I don't know myself anyway, so frustrated with not having a good team that can consistently win, um, and that's not his fault. Uh, I would love to go to the games and, and see this team win, like like when they used to win. Oh, but man, they, they don't. Yeah. I, I think one of the things is. If you can get a big man, you talked about Amari being here and they letting him go. It's then you talk about the, then the business part because I don't, I think that was all business. Uh, get this guy a long term contract. You can get a big man that can get you in the playoffs, or when you get in the playoffs, you can run a half court game. The, run, the, the Phoenix Suns run and shoot, but if you can get to a half court game when you got a lead, you can stop a lot of teams from beating you. Yeah, I mean, I think Amari on his own wouldn't have wouldn't have done the trick, but with the trade that they made with Orlando to get Martian Gortat, those two guys down low would have definitely, you know, given the Lakers a run for their money with their two big men. Martian, well, and the other thing about getting rid of Steve Nash is that Martian Gortat's numbers will plummet. I mean, he, again, should have been an all-star this year uh, because of Steve Nash. You know, the pick and rolls, he's right. getting he's getting all the buckets around the basket. But I really think that at some point, either he's going to retire or you're going to release him. So you're going to lose him in two years anyways, get rid of him now, ha- have a crap year, Get a draft pick. It's not going to work. Like it's not going to work right with this. If you lose some money, ticket sales, your bank account will rise eventually. If you if you get rid of him, who who will take Steve Nash now? Who you everybody got, you got to think about. I know. Everybody will take Steve Nash. But they may be thinking the same thing as you thinking, or maybe as the organization, the Phoenix Suns organization. Who's going to take this guy right now? Maybe he has two years. Do we got two years to possibly win a championship? And Steve Nash is our missing. No, because you'll be the you'll be the eighth or tenth seed for the next two years. You're going to do nothing. No, I'm saying there may be a team to say if we get Steve Nash, we may win it within the next two years, whether he retire or or we have to get rid of him. But I you. Think- t- 
apologize. I think, yeah. too, then, rather than looking at, you know, do we keep or get rid of Steve Nash, it's how do we build some fire back into this team because that's what it really needs. And right now some of these guys are in not just the Suns but all across the league. It seemed a lot more lackadaisical than they were back in the day. You know, when I look at the way guys used to play, uh, you know, we had Detroit with their the bad boys out of Detroit. and One of my favorite teams oh, ever. And, and, I'm telling you, and, you know, Magic and Bird and, you know, that type of thing playing and, and Jordan. I mean, there was fire every game that there was something to watch, and that seems to be lost in a lot of games. Well, because, well they were allowed to play back then. It, it's well, a little different when you're too. playing in a glass house. Look at football. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more fire in the 80s than there is now. Well, well, well unless yeah. you're getting 10 grand to hit somebody. Well, the, the, you know what, and then... Rules also change the game mm-hmm. uh, of any major sport. It changed the game of how you can play, but then you, that's why we define guys as bad boys because mm-hmm. they don't apply by those rules and they play the way that the game was designed to play. Right. So now you got bad boys. More like street rules ball. Right? More like street ball. Mm-hmm. Foul. What foul? You better take it out. Mm-hmm. You better get ready and play ball. It changed the game. That's why I was a huge fan of the Detroit uh, Pistons. For years, and I think it was ninety ninety one. Lambert and all those. Lambert, yeah. um, microwave, any, all those mm-hmm. guys. Uh, Isel, uh, man, you had a whole cast of guys, guys that would go out there and play and and come off the mm-hmm. bench, and you look like that's the same team, but the starter's not in because they played the game the way it's supposed to be played. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just I don't. Still, when still, Kevin Johnson was here for the Suns, that's KJ. when I yeah, yeah, that's when I was. I was at the games then. Yeah, KJ was, was good. Yeah, yeah. they're a solid team. I mean, but they ran into you know the Jordan era. So yeah. a lot of teams, uh, a lot of teams, uh, you know. And and it, and it happens because it's going to always be somebody who uh, at the end of like the Suns. You know, you run into like the Broccoli, Kevin Johnsons, mm-hmm. uh, Marley, and all those guys. Right. They ran into the Jordan era. They ran right. into when Jordan was taking over the league. Uh, so it became tougher to to beat that team, even though he was a. And at that time, I thought Chicago Bulls were still rebuilding it. I'm not rebuilding, but building a team at that point. But Jordan was just too much for one guy to take. Yeah, so, yeah. Was, uh, so was John Paxson. And John so, Paxson, and B.J. Armstrong. You have you had all those guys. All the, yeah. Yeah. And you got Rodman out there, you know, yeah. doing his thing and stuff too. So. And, and a lot of guys don't. And that's that's it. I'm glad you mentioned Rodman because mm-hmm. he was a role player and he knew it. He knew I'm going out there and get offense and defense rebound, right. and we're gonna win games because of me. He thought he was a star. He was That's a right. Broadway performer when and, he was with the and, Bulls. And rightfully That's a little so. different than what he was when he was with Detroit. Yeah, but he, rightfully so. He thought he could win a game if I get offense and defense rebound, knowing that Jordan, and then when he was with the Bulls or with the, the uh, Detroit Pistons, knowing that he had Isaiah Thomas and those type of guys, those stars, um, Cartwright and Jordan and all those guys, mm-hmm. he well, thought he can win the game by what he did best. And he knew how to mentally work the other team, right. too, I mean, big time. And his uh, one of his goals whenever he was rebounding is that he would go up at least one more time more than anybody else that was out I there to make did. sure he'd either get the ball or tip the ball. Uh, tip the ball. I thought he was the best at tipping the ball to himself and getting it because he was out way a lot of times, but mm-hmm. this guy was scrappy. He, That's right. He made plays. I mean, yeah. you would love to have him on his team. Even though the and, drama. And the rules haven't changed on that. See, that's right. what I'm saying. You can still have that fire in the player, even though the rules have changed. And that fire in the player is what seems to be gone. Especially down low. Uh, you got to have some monsters. you got these guys coming out of draft. What's his name? Davis uh, mm-hmm. from Kentucky. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Um, I, I see this guy. I don't see him as a Dennis Rodman, but he's, he's close to it. I mean, you, you look at the guy over in um, San Antonio. That's who he reminds me of right Tim now. Duncan. Tim Duncan. Mm. Yeah, but he's right. got better ba- he's got better offensive skills than Tim Duncan. Does. Yeah, but he reminds me of Tim Duncan right now. And yeah. just imagine, and Tim Duncan is still playing. Nobody's talking about him, but you look at his numbers. He's still oh, playing. Yeah. He's his still. team is still in contention. Yeah. So uh, you got these Kentucky guys coming out right now. 
possibly can five of them, can yeah. five of them go in the first round? Can that happen? I, I think four can. Uh, Marcus Teague, the uh, the point the guard, point probably guard. is a second rounder. I don't know why he would leave, especially when you have he's not a couple leave. new recruits coming in. I think he is. I tell you, I tell you, press conference is. today with all five of them. Yeah, tonight mm-hmm. they, they moved it back to this evening, right? Uh, to seven seven uh, p.m. Eastern time, but so we got NFL announcing their schedule today, and right. we got the five guys coming out. So I don't know which one is more news. Who draft cares? Coming up, the draft. So I guess mm-hmm. is uh, whichever's coming up first. Mm-hmm. But the, those guys leaving, um, those guys leaving early is. I don't think all of them will leave. I think it's for the guys that's coming in and say, "This is Kentucky. This is always news. You're gonna you're gonna come here. You're gonna play. We're gonna take a break. What's up? No, that's all I was gonna say. If you go to Kentucky, you're gonna make millions of dollars. <laughs> that's that's the new thing. In Kentucky, when, when you no, play, that's when no you play in Kentucky. Well. <laughs> yeah, like the, like the Eric Dickerson project at SMU. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's yeah. do this. Let's let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back, and we do have Down and Dirty with Deborah. Uh, you got a new segment and a new series coming up. Is this a new series? Or? Yes, it is. Okay. We'll be back in a few. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. I'm not afraid. Yeah. It's been a ride. Everybody. Welcome back to the Cormelasso Sports Talk. We are live. We are in our third segment. I was reading some of this uh, this, this news news, not sports news, huh? although it could be sports. The Secret Service bragging about protecting Obama. Also, uh, a boy tells school official that mom and sister are dead at home. It's, this is the news. This is the everyday living stuff. Yeah. I don't know why the Secret Service is bragging because uh, didn't somebody sneak into the White House? Uh, oh, the, yeah, that's, yeah, that's old news. Yeah, yeah. old news. Yeah. They snuck in. He should not, shouldn't be bragging. Wasn't that a real housewife? She was a she real, was she was real some, housewife. She was some reality person. Yeah. 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 yeah, you know, I'm not really a... Like, oh, man, when does the um, Celebrity Apprentice come on? Did I miss it? Sunday nights. Yeah, I missed it's it. been on. Really? I was it's been on I, I watched it. I watched it last week, and I thought it was good. Yeah. So I may be back on that. <laughs> so I take back... Uh, Reality uh, stuff I talked about, right. people. I'll chat it up with you on yeah, that. Yeah, reality. Celebrity what? Criminal. Police handcuffed kindergartner for tantrum. Was that you? Yep. <laughs> that was Alec. Yeah. Handcuffed for tantrum. I don't, I don't understand. All right, look. Yeah, that's look. a depressing news. Yeah, that's mm. depressing news. Let's get into Real some more news. sports depressing news. Uh, mm. Well, we got down and dirty with Deborah, though. We got a new series coming up. We do. We went from uh, talking about the assessment, the clear edge assessment of figuring out... Uh, where are you? Where do you want to be? And what's getting in your way? And uh, just like I've got a new client I just signed up. I'm meeting with him first time tomorrow over the phone. We'll spend a couple hours just going through the questions and finding out his baseline. But from there, we're going to be looking at with the NFL starting up and guys are now reporting back in and that we're going to start looking at um, expectations. You know, how do you um, look at expectations and how they can power up your performance or knock it down one way or the other? 
um, expectations are the key to continued growth and consistent consistent ex, um, success. When you set your expectations, I always look at both realistic and idealistic. And then you've got to be able to manage them properly because unmanaged expectations can cut the legs right out from under you and your performance. When you can manage your expectations, now they can motivate you and accelerate you past your uh, even your own ideas of what you may be able to accomplish. So it's an exciting time right now. Like I said, this week um, most of the players are reporting in to... Uh, uh, to camp, they're going to start their strength and conditioning training, and they're starting to build that dream again, the dream of New Orleans, or more properly said, New Orleans. Um, we've got uh, returning players and coaches and team management, drafted players and free agents are going to be coming in, and everybody is going to have expectations. Now, five things that you need to know, five facts about expectations, I want to break it down for you, is that, number one, we're wired to expect to be successful. And number two, we set expectations all the time. We set expectations about ourselves, our coaches, our team members, um, our day, how it's going to go, whatever we might be doing, even our drive-in, we have expectations of what it might be like. They are consistently and relentlessly in our mindset, Some, oftentimes in the back of our mind, so we knowingly and unknowingly are setting expectations, and then we tend to measure ourselves against those expectations. If we don't meet those expectations, so number four, if you don't meet your expectations because they're either too unrealistic or you don't manage them, then your level of energy is going to go down, your motivation is going to go down, and your performance is going to go down with it. The fifth thing about expectations is when you do manage them, just the opposite occurs. Your energy goes up, your motivation goes up, your performance starts to excel, and you have opportunities to actually go above and beyond where you set your expectations to be in the beginning because once you reach an expectation, now you can look at it and say, if I can do that, what else can I do? So in order to set expectations, a couple things you need to do. Number one, raise the bar, don't lower the floor. I'm going to repeat that. Raise the bar, don't lower the floor on your performance. If you set your expectations too low or you've got kind of so-so expectations, now, you may have some immediate goals, you may have some immediate um, wins that you feel good, you celebrate, you've got some bragging rights, but the reality is if you set your expectations too low, even if you meet them, you feel unfulfilled. You're still not going to be moving forward, you're still not going to feel good about yourself, so the um, possibility of getting even better goes down the tubes. Instead, you're left with the, well, now what? You know, now if I haven't really accomplished much of anything, now what am I going to do? Instead, what you need to do is recognize what your expectations really are. Expectations are future predictions. You look forward into what's possible. Again, realistic and idealistic. Recognize what you have control over, what's in your control and what's out of your control. Set goals that are difficult but are also reachable. And then give them your maximum effort. Make sure that you get pleasure out of every single accomplishment that you make. So you set an expectation, you set goals and steps that are specific and exact. And then every time you meet one of those expectations, you celebrate it. This is taking the emotion we've talked about so many times, that emotions are the glue to memory. When you can meet an expectation and celebrate that expectation, now you're going to remember it and you can build on it. 
always, always be aware of what can be deeply entrenched, which is old habits, old behaviors, old routines and triggers that can really rear themselves up and knock you out of your expectations. So that's where the management comes in. That's where having someone who can work with you in order to um, help you not only set those goals but manage your expectations so that you can play better than you've ever played in the past becomes extremely essential. Good stuff. That's down and dirty with Deborah. Um, expectations, I, I think we all have them. Uh, what do you do uh, when a guy... Um uh, I know you do a lot of, because um, you was just in Houston. You was in Dallas and Houston. Dallas yep. was a... Uh, Dallas was interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> Houston, Houston. And it's a good thing, because you can go to yourclearedge.com um, and check out the stuff. You have it all listed on the website, right? I have all sorts of stuff listed on the website, videos and articles and all sorts of things. And I just talked to my VA yesterday about starting to get the recordings back up again and make them more public. But you can check me out on Facebook, too. You'll That's be seeing them listed out stuff. there. It is. Um, and I do that because, number one, I care about the people that uh, are in and around the community of uh, um, sports. And also because I know for a fact that most of the time people aren't really going to do anything any different because they, they go back into old habits and they really need someone like myself in order to get them over the top and build some new habits so they can move forward. So you think guys just expect to physically train their body and, and mentally not be prepared but and, and to catch up to them in the long run. So what do you do? What's the conversation like when when a guy doesn't live up to his expectations as far as what he set out to um, his goals and stuff like that and things just not working out? Because you can come in expecting to start, but realistically he was a undrafted Right. Well, you can expect to start. I mean, I had a guy last year that uh, expected to make the team. Well, he made the team, but he made the practice squad. So he all of a sudden was disappointed and upset with himself. And I said, well, y y again, as you and I, Kwame, have talked, you know, you're in the best position you could possibly be, and you're still there being seen. And last year he made the roster, and he did it by setting his expect expectations of not making the team, but being on that practice squad and playing every time he was out on the field, he was playing to his absolute best. And because he did that, he made the team. Right. So you change your expectations. Yes, the team making the team and making the roster was part of it, but that was the bigger goal. The shorter, uh, the shorter goal, the one that was more manageable, was playing every day as an absolute best, and then figuring out what did he need to do in order to make that happen. How did he walk on the field? How did he think and behave along with the other players as well as within himself? Yeah, along with the expectations, you have to take that confidence into it every day. Absolutely. You know, you're talking about a guy who has that wasn't drafted and makes the practice squad something on that uh in that organization them people those people upstairs mm -hmm. somebody's watching him saying they saw something this guy's gonna be good he can help our team out That's he just right. he just need because there's no farm team for the nfl no real farm team where you're right. gonna so if you can stay on the practice squad you still practice against someone yeah. who they think are the best right. and, and this guy's being watched he may be able to help them down the road and if worst case happened mm -hmm. They'll take him off the practice squad, and now he's running down on special team, or he becomes the backup to one of the starters. Now his his uh, what it would be probably a twenty five hundred dollar check is, or maybe a thousand dollar check is now five thousand dollars that for that week. Well, yeah, I mean they make it's, a little over five thousand dollars a week. Yeah, it changes you know? that so bit. That's not that's not bad pay. Because there's a practice mm -hmm. squad check, and there's a um, and there's a starting a roster check. So, right, and then, exactly. But somebody. You know these guys, because every every guy that wants to play pro, I think most for the majority part wants to be a professional or or gets to that point feel like they should be starting right away. I, I've seen a lot of guys come into the league and say, "Why is this guy playing?" You forget right. 
is something about that guy other than his um his skills. His skills. Yeah, yeah, everybody's got skills right. at that level. Everybody's physical enough to play that game, but a lot yeah. of guys won't use their physicality to to make the plays from that from that position or their right. position. But well, it, it, and yeah. I've, I've got another player. I apologize for interrupting you, oh, no. but I've got no, another player. Okay, I, don't, I really don't. Don't, <laughs> don't ever apologize. She but that's apologize. okay. I was trying to be nice to the other people listening in just to think that I was that nice. Uh, the other thing, too, when I was driving from Dallas down to Houston, I was talking to one of my guys from last year who was first year into the league last year. And he was saying, yeah, I need to get a hold of you because I'm getting ready to go into camp. And now his expectation is to play more than he did last year as his second year in. So that's a realistic expectation is to play more. But the question is, so now what are you going to do about it? So now it's taking the playing more. What does playing more mean? You know, and what are you going to do in order your strength and conditioning training and the way you um, show up at meetings? You know, are you going to show up early? Are you going to ask the questions? Are you going to get the mentoring? Are you going to go through your OTAs and your training camp and your mini camp and spring tra- um, uh, preseason and play better? And so how are you going to do that? So it's a multiple levels of expectations and goals and then holding those guys accountable for every single one of those. Well, uh, on, a, on a day-to-day basis, like it's easy as a non-sports player to make, you know, little goals like uh, go grocery shopping today, go, like starting very at, at the bottom at your foundation. How do you do a day-to-day goal with somebody that's trying to make a team? Like how do you... you uh, that, was a good, that was a good question because I was going to ask, do guys... Try to get a quick fix right before they go to camp, or that week before they go to camp. I mean, oh, I'm saying like, some of them do. Like emotionally, like you know, going into camp, like you're trying to make the team. Like, like you said, your uh, your client, you know, made the practice well when he thought he was going to make the team. How do you go in like on a Tuesday and be like, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to try and do this one thing today. Well, what, we, what what could that entail if it's football? I mean, there's so many things that are going on. There's so many. Like, I, I'd like to make, you know, this many tackles today in practice, or like, I'd like it to... It can be. You look at, it's position-specific. So it's player position, player-specific and position-specific. So we always look at, you know, all right, so let's say we'd start with the week. What do you got going on this week? Well, I've got practice, strength, training, meetings, whatever. All right, so what are we going to do about each one of those? You know, what, let's lay them out. What do you have each day? Just like you would in business, what do you have going on each day, and what are we going to do on every single day in order to make sure that you meet your goals, whatever they might be? Um, I do a lot of touching in with my players, and I tell them, you know, again, those 10-minute checking calls or even text messages back and forth to make sure, you know, where are you, what's going on with you, so that if something is up for them, we can take care of it immediately. We don't allow it to set in there and create some type of havoc within their mental and emotional state. Uh, quick fixes are um, more for guys you work with in the past because as a new guy, you need to lay, lay a foundation down. It's a combination, yes. That let's uh, guys that I've worked with in the past, it can be the quick fixes. They right. still need reminders because they know the words. They know on. the words and, and how you guys exactly. talk to each other. Exactly. The new guy is just Key like words. the guy I just set, uh, signed up. He signed up for the entire season, so I've got him from right now all the way through the end of January. Okay. Because again, the goal is New Orleans. Um, but we have to look at what are you going to do right now because the only thing you have control over is you, not everybody else, and what are we going to do about you. And, yes, we do set in. Uh, as I told him, right now is the time to set all the learning in. So even when preseason and season starts, then the learning drops down, and now it's implementation. I think your web page should be a – should be for, for all your clients, there should mm-hmm. be a, a code in there where you can go to the backdrop, a back page or something where mm-hmm. there's just – for your clients, mm-hmm. because I can go to your website and I can see everything that you do. It's a whole, it's very right. extensive. There's a whole lot of things up there that I believe that helps. I looked at, it, I'm like, 
this is this is all good stuff. But and it helps it, in life, not just yeah, it's it's not does, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I still have life. business clients too. Hey, oh, yeah. exactly. So those who are your clients and sign up like this guy, this new guy from mm. was he Houston? Yeah, he signed up for the whole year. He should be able to go to a code, go to the back of your um, mm. somewhere in your web page that only you know your clients can get to. Right. And there's this information for you. Click on this. Yeah, which is great. The problem is most of but them they don't do that. Do that. Oh, so okay. I'll have to make it more. That's because athletes the text- are spoiled. Athletes are spoiled. They'd rather just call you and talk to you. That's exactly and get, it. And, get and that that's done. why my guys are told, you know, just send me a text message. I'm not quite 24-7, but almost. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, text me, say, hey, are you available? Or I'm available at this time. Can you can we talk? Or whatever it might take. And, you know, I'm there for them. When they're a VIP client, I'm there for them. What does it take to be a VIP? Would I be a VIP, actually, though? I, uh, no, you wouldn't be a VIP. <laughs> oh, oh excuse me. I was asking the, uh, I was asking the doctor. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just going about on the outside looking in. <laughs> hey, we won't take a break. We won't come. I, wanna, I do want to ask, too. That's a good question. Who, who can, who's a VIP? Like, I'm going to ask you when we get back, and we'll get into a... Me. You. <laughs> Kwamela Sports Talk. We'll be back after this. Last segment, 888-346-9144. If you want to call in and find out what's going on with... Deborah Debris, Alex Clancy, or talk about Clancy's corner. Steve Nash, get rid of him. Bye bye. Now, we'll see. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Dirk Diggler strikes again. Yeah, I'm gonna let this play for a while. I'll let this marinate with you. Don't look at me. <laughs> no, we back. Welcome to the Chrome Live Sports Talk last segment. Good music, Mom. I was uh, also reading uh, emails I'm getting. I keep getting this nursing certificate. Somebody want me to be a nurse? I'm yeah, changing. I gotta no. change my email. A little white outfit and stuff. It might be cute. My outfit gonna always be black when I go to work. Always. I'm gonna be that type of nurse. Not that it is, when you see me, it's it's death. It's just that. Cool. Maybe something to think about. You'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. You're yeah, but let me ask you. How can I be a VIP? I call mean, anybody. Just call me. Well, it's the first part. That's that's. <laughs> call me, and what, what what I do is. So I, anybody can be VIP. Anybody can be a VIP. VIP is what I look at. Is you get my undivided attention, and you get all of the learning that you can possibly get that relates to you, your sport, and your position specifically. So the difference would be if somebody wants a quick fix, I can do quick fixes. The problem is quick fixes will last for as long as you need them to last, which might be a guy going into pro day that says, hey, can I get five calls with you? Um, you know, here's what I need to accomplish, and we'll make sure that they accomplish that. I do that all the time. Somebody who really is uh, looking at their career as being extremely important 
and they want to make the most of it, not only from an emotional and mental standpoint and a balance in life, but also from the aspect of money, that how much money are they leaving on the table by not working with me and getting um, doing well, certainly not doing the absolute best that they could possibly do, which means that they're able to renegotiate their contract and play in places and have opportunities where they may not have had had they not worked with me. See, the thing about, um, you know, I'm going to slide into the agents. Agents like to be sole proprietor of their client, and, and they get in the way of people like you. Um, they want, they'll tell the, uh, the, the athlete, and it's initially, you know, new guys, that I'm going to do everything I can for you, but they never find them somebody mentally to well, fix their game. And that's the thing. They're going to do everything that they can. The problem is what can they do? Or will so, do. I, or I will say, do yeah. both, yes, because they're protecting them because they're property, you know, yeah. or they are to the agent anyway, and the agent makes a lot of money off of uh, finding, you know, commercial-type deals and that type of things uh, for them. And uh, what an agent, if they would actually realize that, you know, the player would be paying for me, not the agent, and if the player pays for me and can do better, then the agent actually makes more money because now they can negotiate better contracts for them in the future. Right, especially with guys that stay out of trouble. A lot of guys, a lot of athletes well, get in trouble. Not uh, only in I, trouble. For not a only, lot of reasons I know of. Right, but not only in trouble, but also, you know, I work with athletes that are injured. You know, one of the guys I'm working with right now had an injury last year. He's, you know, looking to start, and uh, well, he is starting. And uh, there can always be that trailing effect, that mental effect of a uh, uh, little bit of self-doubt and hesitation because of the injury. And it's just normal. It's, this is a college guy? No, this is a pro. Oh, okay. Well, we, we need some names so we can... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but there's another thing. See, I can't get the names. The VIP that... clients are, See, I can't get the names. are totally I can't get... confidential. Yeah, I can't get the elite, the VIP guys. So, it, like, me and Alex sign up, you just give our name right on out. Uh, only if you give me permission, absolutely. And here's the thing, too. Like if an agent pays for what I do or a team were to pay or even a parent were to pay, um, like even a parent, I'm working with one of the, the college guys right now that the parent signs an agreement that they know I will absolutely not talk about what I talk about with his son to so him. So player. it's 100% confidential. So the parent would never know what the you're The parent talking. will never know unless the child, the, the, the their son tells them. Depends on who's paying. Because if well, you, no, like, it doesn't, say it doesn't work, matter who's paying. Let's say you're working with my son, and I need some feedback on him. I, I, I need to get that because I won't derail your sessions with him. I just want to know. Right, I would give you. The, see the change. I want I would, to see the change. Well, and that's what I would tell you is you're going to see the change in their behavior and their attitude, maybe their grades, their performance, those type of things. I got a guy I worked with uh, whenever I was in Texas. One session, one hour, one session. Uh, he's 12 years old, uh, plays baseball. Had, was ha He's a catcher, was having trouble with his batting. Um, I just got a text message from him last night, you know, Ms. Deborah, <laughs> thank you so much. You know, I just got done. Uh, their team won all three games, and his batting average was 800. 800? He must yeah. be bunting and getting on first base. Alone. I don't know what he's doing, but it's, it's he was he was <laughs> thrilled, and that was from one hour, but his confidence went up where it had been going down the tubes before. He had had an injury, and he was coming back off that injury, so that little bit of uh, – Information and uh, application allowed him to play better. Nah, that's good stuff. Well, check yourclearedge.com. That's Deborah DeBree's uh, website. Uh, let me let me move over to real quick. You guys got anything? No. Uh, let me move to. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking you should sign up. Sign up for what? And Deborah should pick your brain. She's... And then we should all talk about it. <laughs> 
everything that she gets out of it, we could all talk about. I'm like Hannibal Lecter. I have never brightened her tone <laughs> by the end of this. <laughs> At the end of the session. Mm. Now, let's. I was thinking about these guys, the uh, like, like Drew Brees, the NFL. Let's let's move quick to mm. NFL. We can move around, but we got like two and a half minutes. Uh, these guys, you know, Camp Star, Deborah, as you mentioned, Camp's oh, yeah. about to start. Um, and these guys, you look at uh, Peyton Manning, who's uh, with a new team, and he think he feels that it's most important that you get in there and you be together. Right. And you see a lot of guys at the Denver Broncos in the in the weight room, as you, you wouldn't normally see them. So just a guy like Peyton Manning commands that type of respect to be, you know, if we're going to win, we got to do this all together. But you got Drew Brees, who's not, not even gonna, signed yet. Wes Welker's not even signed yet. Mm. He's guaranteed $9.5 million for one year. Mm. Uh, he's looking for a long-term deal. Or you have, there's a lot of um, free agent top guys out there, Forte, uh, that's not signed. Uh, and you think the the chemistry, you want the chemistry to work, but these guys don't have a lot to do with the chemistry when they put that much, for example, Forte, when he put that work in for Chicago as he's done in the years he's been there, and then you won't sign him to a long-term mm. deal. I, I don't think that knee injury was... That's sufficient or that, that crucial where this guy's not going to come back into shape. He's already back. Well, he's a running back, and running back knee equals potentially uh, getting it again. But the the Drew Brees thing, I don't know. I was trying to think about how um, how much of an upside, how much of an upper hand Drew Brees has. Right. I was now. trying to think of I was trying to think of any other instance in NFL, let alone any other sport, where ha- where one player has had more of an uh, more of the upper hand against uh, the management than Drew Brees does right now, because they need him more than they need anything. Because right he now. was the coach last year during the uh, uh, lockout, he was ha- he had his team together. Right. He had those guys out there, so he was pretty much the coach, and those guys offensively understood what was expected for him on the field. Right, they had a good offensive year. They, well, had, they had a great year, right? Actually. Well, I mean, and he broke he broke the Records. broke the passing record and whatnot. Right. But he is Steve Nash on steroids for that city. I say, like after after Katrina and everything, after you know they they win the Super Bowl, like all these things, people still associate him with that. So oh yeah. So uh, I don't know Deb's point now. I, I know she's so, point at the time. Keep your you finger out my face. <laughs> look, after, look, Flacco. He they won't sign him to long deal. They had to Cause, shop because he hasn't done anything. Well, who, who's going to play better though? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anybody. Anybody that's want to play out. Anyone that's uh, won a Super Bowl will. Or gotten to a Super Bowl. There's going to be some changes to this um, this team real soon. This guy keeps talking crazy. Um. <laughs> so you, no, you. Flacco. <laughs> okay. Who's better? I mean, right now. They could have like, brought, brought Peyton in there. That would have been I, filthy. I, I thought it would have been good because he that got a good defense. Yeah. But Chicago's better. You got a, you got a Hall of Famer there that you can learn from. Uh, Hall of Fame to Hall of Fame. I meant Peyton Manning. Yeah, but I'm talking about Elway, too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, in Chicago. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, in uh, Denver. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, that's the show. Don't forget to save the date, uh, May 4th, the NFL Alumni Skins. Go to NFLalumni.com or golf backslash skins. And then check out the uh, website. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. It's all good. You know what? Let me see. www.nflalumnigolf.com backslash skins. What I said. Uh, check out uh, yourclearage.com. Check out Dad's webpage, uh, Clancy Corner, next week. Check out his fan page on the uh, Facebook. Facebook. And thank you, Cindy, for being around. I talked today. All right. <laughs> next week, we'll we see you guys next week. No more week. basketball. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.